Looking for some ways to grow your presence on Google amid the economic uncertainty? Kelsey Halverson from Roadside Dental Marketing is with us today on ADOM Radio. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to ADOM Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. Guess what? ADOM Radio is now on Spotify. Check it out. Chilling out on the weekend, listen to some great tunes with friends and family. Be sure to check out ADOM Radio and download the latest podcast on Spotify. Today's guest on ADOM Radio is Kelsey Halverson from Roadside Dental Marketing. Now, Kelsey started out in the automotive industry working with top dealerships across the nation before making the transition to the medical industry. If you need help being found online, then Kelsey is the guy that you should call. With more than 15 years of experience in online marketing, search engine optimization, running effective paid ad campaigns on Google, Facebook, and other major platforms, Kelsey helps all the clients of Roadside Dental Marketing get to the top and stay on top with continuous forward-thinking strategies. Now, he is always involved in continuing education, and he leads the SEO team at Roadside Dental Marketing, and he's certified for Google Ads, Google Search Console, and Google Analytics as well as Bing for paid ads. Kelsey is married and has one fur baby. He spends most of his time in Puerto Vallarta, where he works remotely. Pretty cool. He also enjoys public speaking and consulting and coaching. ADOM Radio and Roadside Dental Marketing is very excited to bring to you today, Kelsey Halverson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here on ADOM Radio. Very excited to be coming to you. I'm your host, John Stamper. And today's guest, Kelsey Halverson, Roadside SEO Director from Roadside Dental Marketing. How are you doing, Kelsey? I am doing very well, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, My pleasure. It's great to have you back on ADOM Radio. So, all right, everybody, growing your presence on Google amid economic uncertainty. So that is the title of today's podcast. And Kelsey, as he always does, is going to share with all of you many great details around Google and Google Analytics. And I think more importantly, some action steps on what you can do as an office manager when you learn about these uh, analytics and, and how uh, your patients and new patients are visiting your website and, and all of that great stuff. So I think, um, Kelsey, would love to have you share a little bit about for those of for everybody out there that may not know you, maybe share a little bit, you know, a little bit about your history and and um, this passion for uh, websites and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So I know we've we've gone over this a couple times before, but my my initial start in the SEO world was actually in the automotive industry. So I worked for a number of years with AutoTrader, uh, helping them build their websites, getting dealerships found. And then about five years ago, I made that change or the, this, this little bit of an alignment into the dental medical world coming on with roadside dental marketing. And I absolutely love it. I have I find the dental world, the medical world, a lot more challenging. Um, we work on being with practice administrators and dentists and doctors, just making it simple and successful. There's so much noise. There's so many different avenues. There's so many different things that you can try that a lot of times it just gets overwhelming. So my goal, even though I kind of nerd out, is to make things very simple and very successful because that's what matters to the doctors and the practices. Yeah, I love that. And it really seems like, Kelsey, that's and it's it 
for, there was a lot of positives with it, right? In the last 10 years, maybe five, uh, especially in dentistry, there's been this explosion of technology and websites and more and more patients using their smartphones and all of that. So a lot of new, exciting ways for patients and practices to connect. But as you mentioned, I know you're going to share, as that explosion happens, things can get really noisy. And sometimes it's about going back to the basics, right? And learning, uh, making things simple, making things easy, but more importantly, um, filtering through that noise and, and, and learning uh, what really matters when it comes to uh, managing this. So what we're going to do, everybody, a couple key objectives that Kelsey's going to go over. He's going to talk a little bit about identifying which areas of marketing that you can prioritize and shift to right now um, amid what's going on. Um, in, in our country, uh, learn how to use analytics to understand what's working for you and what's not, understanding the behaviors of your target customers and their top fear and barriers. And then finally, um, he's going to go over some things that you can do yourself to help grow and strengthen your organic and local visibility on Google and other search engines, uh, getting some tips to strengthen loyalty and relationships with current patients, which is never a bad thing, right, Kelsey? So um, good stuff. Yeah, I'd love to have you jump in and, and uh, get started on this really exciting topic. Sounds good. So yeah, if we start in just kind of on, on what the most important areas of SEO and the marketing are to prioritize. So if you're looking at, uh, you know, a very tight budget, or if you have a marketing budget that you want to stay aligned with, then the, the biggest areas that you're going to want to focus on are obviously your local SEO. You're a brick and mortar business. You want patients to come to you. So the most important thing is going to be showing up in the Google Maps, Apple Maps, Yelp listings, things like that, that are going to drive patients to you from a local perspective. That's probably the number one thing if you're looking at where to spend your budget and where to prioritize that marketing dollar spend that you have is on your local SEO. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, as as you have seen, that... Uh, especially with the dental practice, right? Like your local community is the most important. And and what a lot of companies do with Google Analytics and things like that nationally, much different than to understand what you can do in your own community. Absolutely, especially when it comes to, to Google Analytics. A lot of times when, you know, you log in, you look at your analytics, it, it could be very overwhelming. There, there's so many different factors. There's so many different things to look at. And it's really hard to to get out of the noise and find out what, what, is that, what metrics actually matter to me. What do I need to look at? And how do I then translate those metrics back to my marketing agency to make improvements, to make things better? Um, when you're looking at those Google Analytics, the biggest things that you are going to be considerate of or that you want to look at are obviously how many people are coming to the website. That's, that's first and foremost. But then you want to look at how long they're spending on the site. You know, if their dwell time or if the session duration is really low, then that's something to go back to your marketing agency on and ask them, hey, what's going on here? Is there something we can do to improve it? Why aren't people staying on my website for a longer period of time? And then also the other factor is to how many pages are they looking at? You know, when they come to your website, maybe you're ranking really, really well. They click on that one page, but then they're gone. They don't dig through the site. They don't look at anything. That's another big factor for a practice administrator or a doctor to be cognizant of is, are they staying on my website and are they looking at more than one page? Or basically, is my website giving the information that the user wants to see? Right. And I think what's interesting uh, with a lot of the analytics, there's the 
the element of looking at them and looking at those numbers and, and like you mentioned, all that data and then really translating it into what it means, which is the behavior of your audience, right? Your patients, their relatives, and what have you. That's where I think it really gets exciting, Kelsey, where you, the more you learn about this, the more you understand that the, that, that data, as you know, is, is simply just customer behavior, right? It's just there, especially when you extrapolate it out and you look at it at a very high level, it, 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 d- it does tell a story. Absolutely. And that story is where you're going to be able to make the improvements. Because if the story tells you that these patients are finding you, but you're not being relevant to them and they're leaving, then chances are they're going to your competitor who is giving them the story that they want to read. So yeah, I mean, these, this, this data tells them the story as a practice administrator, and that's where they need to make the changes. So if they're looking at that data, they can be able to, to go back to their marketing agency and then make those changes, make the website more interactive or, or make it less clinical and tell that story or overcome these barriers that the patients are wanting to have overcome or broken down. Yeah, and one of the things I know that we started uh, this podcast with is how to utilize these resources, Google Analytics and a lot of things like that in the current environment that we're in. So I know on a daily basis, uh, yourself and the team at Roadside Dental Marketing is working with customers that you serve all over the country. What are some of the things that either people are seeing or learning on their own or, you know, in this current environment, like how are people utilizing uh, this this resource that's provided them, you know, by Google uh, right now in this current environment? So the, the biggest things that we've been noticing nationwide is there's been a change in how people are searching. It's not, it's not necessarily just dentist near me anymore or the best dentist or top dentist. Since this whole pandemic started with COVID, a lot of the way, you know, things that people are looking for have changed. So they're, they're not looking necessarily, say, for you know, cosmetic work. Now they're looking for a trustworthy family dentist that's going to take care of them and their family that's putting the safety procedures in in first and foremost. That's the the queries or the terms that we're seeing that are really trending. And then what we've also been starting to do is look at the data that we've got now and then compare it to last year at the same time and last month at the same time. Using those two periods, you can really get a good feel of how the practice is bouncing back after reopening. You know, so if you're looking at the numbers, are the searches down by 80%? Are they down by 10%? Are they up? Looking at those numbers, then you can steer, okay, well, maybe we need to put a little bit more focus on Google My Business, or maybe we should start doing some ads and start driving more patient awareness to the website. Yeah, I love that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about once uh, the practices are understanding the importance of this, the, the behaviors of their patients, they're seeing some of these trends uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that they can do uh, once they get this information and they can actually take, well, they can take action on it. So the biggest thing that practice administrators, doctors, uh, office managers, they can do a lot of to really assist their, their marketing agency with their local SEO. So one thing is doing Google posts. It's kind of like a, a mini blog, really. And doing these Google posts on their Google My Business listing actually Bolster, bolsters their, their visibility by quite a bit. Um, so having those regularly done maybe once a week, it could be just updates of what the staff is doing um, safety-wise with personal protective equipment. It could be you know how patients are reacting since 
this reopening, um, maybe how they're inviting patients into the office if they're doing text waiting in the parking lot or if they've got, you know, one at a time. Dif regardless of what the medium is or the theme is, having those regular posts weekly is something that the office can do to drastically increase their visibility. Yeah, and I think uh, the other thing too, like you mentioned, is taking a lot of the information. Uh, people viewing your website is one thing, right? And you touched on the importance of what is on there, which tells a, a story in regards to conversion. Uh, and you mentioned trying the best that you can to not have things as clinically laid out, which I know can be challenging, right? Because you want to share this credibility aspect of your practice that there's particular procedures that you can help patients with. But I'd love to have you share a little bit about the experience. And I'm sure you guys see this all the time with all of the websites and, and customers that you serve on um, just the importance of that, right? So people have found you, uh, you've done some of that work, they've landed on your page, but it really is what you provide them, what you share with them, what you say on your site, which is a whole different thing to convert them to either pick up that phone or reach out via your chat to set up an appointment. Absolutely. And, and it comes down to trust. So a lot of the verbiage or the content, how it's written on the website, it, there's a very fine line because you do want to obviously come across, as you mentioned, trustworthy that you know your, you know, you know your practice, you know your stuff, you've been to school, you, you have these credentials. So that is an important factor, but there's also a very fine line where it goes too clinical and then you lose the patient. They don't understand the clinical terms and they don't really care either. That's the thing where, where you have to have that, that balance. The biggest thing that people want is your personality. You know, that's why they're going to choose you over the next doctor. If they come in and they look at your website, they see these pictures of patients enjoying themselves. They see the front office staff interacting with one. They have videos, media that they can almost get to know you before walking in your doors that's going to be the decision maker. That's going to be something that will make them choose you over someone else. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's one of the things I was going to ask you is, is that there's an element of being discovered. And then there's things that you can do to increase that discovery, i.e. videos, different types of things. And when you talk about trust, it's such an interesting word in our times right now, right? With, with so many people getting so much of their information online what are some things that you guys see? And, I, and I'm talking about like real life feedback from customers that you serve and websites that you guys have helped them design to where they're getting response. They're getting positive increase on their patients, uh, great feedback on their website uh, and, and things that they have done that really do build that trust in, in a world where people, like, like you said, I mean, it's, it's not difficult now to put something online. It's not difficult to put something on your website, but it does require a whole new level of, appreciation of, of building that trust? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest thing that we've seen that the change or the edit is, is now it's more important than ever to become a brand. So it's not just enough to be a great doctor. It's not just enough to have fantastic reviews online. It's not just enough, you know, to have a renovated office with beautiful pictures and friendly staff. Those are important. Those are crucial. But you need to have that brand entity. And that's where videos come in. That's where media comes in, using Instagram, using Facebook Live, using these, these short clips of either their video testimonials from patients that have been in the office, or it's interviewing one of your staff members about why they love dentistry, how they come to serve the patient, you know, how it's changed people's lives. Those videos not only build that trust that you were just mentioning, 
but they also establish you as an entity. You're building your brand. And that is going to increase the value of the practice as well as the patient numbers coming in. So Kelsey, when, when you guys work with a practice uh, in the early days, you do some discovery work or what have you around building their website or helping them with what we're talking about today, Google Analytics and things like that. Uh, how do you start out that discussion around brand, right? Because I hear you say that. I can understand that. Um, it has been encouraging to see a lot of dental practices seeing the value of that, seeing the value of getting the whole team involved. And instead of just putting up the name of the dental practice, what does that name mean? What's the why behind that practice? Uh, and as you know, it's those little things that really add to their presence online. But what are some of the things that you discuss with a practice as they're going through that discovery phase to re- to build their brand and or establish that so that they're making a good presence out there? That, you know, that's a great question. The biggest things that we'll do right off the bat is almost like a personality quiz. We want to find out what the personality of the practice is. Is it, you know, is it very serious? Is it clinical? Is it the professional? Is it laid back? Is it funny? Um, we use those, those questions. We even have little bio questions that we ask the team to fill out so that when we're writing the content for the website, we get a better feel of even how to write the content, you know, what voice to use. And I think that goes on as you start building the brand. Once you know the personality, or as you mentioned, the why, you know, why do you do what you do? Why are you who you are? Then once we've got that flavor, once we have that personality, it's entwined in everything. It's not just on their website. It's, it's entwined in their social platforms, in their Facebook cover images, in their Google My Business listing and how it's optimized in the services that you provide. It becomes their entity once we know that personality. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I wanted to ask is some Google do's and don'ts, right? This is always fun too, uh, with the ever-changing and evolving world of Google and a lot of the things that you shared. What are some some do's that people can do? And then what are some don'ts that, that Google uh, is not always very fond of? And of course, when we say Google, I know there's a lot of aspects of that, right? There's the bots, there's things that are going on behind the scenes on a, on a minute by minute basis, but I'd love to have you share some do's and don'ts. For sure. I mean, some of the do's obviously is provide as much information as you can. That That's always a do. Fill out all of your listings. Make sure that you're utilizing every avenue that Google gives you. If it's there, then obviously it's a benefit to the customer or the patient. That's why it's there. So make sure you're filling out the description, the services. Put, you know, put prices if you can, if they're not fluid, but add those in. Um, add photos, add videos. Do make sure that you're optimizing your pages for topics which leads into one of the don'ts is don't spam keywords. That's, that's the nineties. That's old. And a lot of doctors, a lot of practices, they're still stuck in that. They, I want to rank for X keyword, this specific word. And that's not the way people search anymore. And that's not the way Google works anymore. So that's definitely a don't Um, write your content naturally, you know, write it like you were talking to a friend instead of just trying to list out specific keywords. Another do is to try to make sure that your content, your website, and your listings, everything matches. So don't have, you know, doctor so-and-so DDS over here, but then on your website, you've got your practice name maybe with a tagline. And then on another listing, you've got your partner's name and your name together. Make sure everything is cohesive with your name, your address, and your phone number. That's a big do. Another don't is to... (laughs) 
to make sure that things are, are secure, that you're using SSL on your website, the little green padlock that you would, you know, even if you're not collecting credit card numbers or payment information, it portrays trust. So that's a big don't, is don't have non-secure items or assets on your website. Yeah, I think it's interesting that uh, how things shift and how they move. And I'm so glad that you shared the uh, the ideas of looking across all of your platforms, right? And making sure it's uniform, uh, which I know that's where it gets tricky. And I think for a lot of people, they feel like, Kelsey, that this getting their website done or getting a lot of this stuff done is like, okay, it's an event, right? Which I'm sure at the beginning, it is an event based on where you are. We know most practices now have one. Uh, and but there's always this evolution of changing it, updating, and now it it feels like there's a lot more things to think about when you do that uh, to make sure that you do have that uniform message across all of your platforms. You know, anywhere where where you are online, what are some of the things that you guys do at Roadside Dental Marketing to help customers kind of keep that organized? It goes back to it goes back to the brand again, having that entity. It's a lot easier to maintain uniformity when you know what that entity is or what the brand is. It's a lot harder on the other aspect when there are a you know multi-doctor practice or multi-specialty practice. It's a, an old established practice or somebody that just bought it, so it's been you know maybe it's been around for 20 years and it has 15 different names out in the digital universe. So then right. it becomes a lot harder to to be able to bring everything together and have that cohesiveness. So it's, it's a lot of research and a lot of just legwork, really, um, elbow grease. Yeah, and it made me think of something else too, as you know, and I, I'm sure you guys are seeing that there's a lot of practices, which is exciting, that are expanding. So you've got, you had one practice for, for a certain time and now you had the opportunity to buy another practice on the other side of town, maybe three, five, 10. Uh, and, and would love to have you share a little bit about the, the importance of branding when it comes to that, right? Because that's where things I know can get really confusing. The practices and the dental teams get excited about expanding as they should. And then they realize that, uh, that just adds more complexity to the importance of, of a brand across all those different practices, especially as I'm sure you've seen in some, in some areas, Maybe it's a practice that they purchase. So maybe it's not a de novo practice that they built from scratch that is their same brand, but maybe it's another practice that they purchased that had a name that they wanted to keep that name in that community and therefore have having to tie all that stuff together. Yeah, and that's where establishing what their goal is right at the outset is so important. So are you buying this practice and you're going to maintain the name, as you mentioned, maybe it's already established, you're getting the patient base and you don't want to introduce a whole new brand because it might confuse people. That's fine, but you have to have those goals clear in mind. If your goal is to build your entity or to build your brand and then sell a chain of practices, which we have a number of doctors that have done, then how you, you know, the goal changes, how you brand your practices has to be scalable. So it goes back to establishing what their goal is at the very outset, because if they want to scale and then sell at a later date, then maybe using their personal name and their brand isn't a smart move because it's a lot harder to resell that brand or that entity after you've established it. If they are planning on only holding on to it for maybe you know three to five years and then they're going to bring in an associate and they're going to hand off the practice, then it's fine. You know, maybe you want a separate website just for that individual location instead of having a larger site with all the different offices and, and brands in one area. Sure. 
Yeah, I love it. All right. So any, any last thoughts? Any any as, as we think about Google Analytics, uh, particularly growing their presence online right now with everything that's going on, uh, what, what are some things uh, that we can close with that, that you guys are seeing that practices are doing really well despite uh, some of these times that, that quite frankly, none of us have ever experienced before and trying to run a dental practice and and at the same time trying to stay on track with the ever-evolving world of Google and online management and all that stuff. Yeah, there's there's two things that really stand out to me and I think it's a good, a good way to, to close on that is if you're struggling to get new patients in, then another aspect of Google is their paid advertising, the pay-per-click. It could be a great investment and it could be a complete waste of money. So looking really hard at what you're trying to accomplish, what your budget is, where you're located, and how much competition is around you. So a lot of practices are looking at where their dollars are going now more than ever. I mean, they've always had a marketing budget, but now more than ever, they want to know if I'm going to spend a dollar, I better get a dollar fifty or two dollars back. You know, I, I have to have the ROI, otherwise it's not worth it. The other aspect is looking at your existing site, the existing content. And really just auditing it, honestly, to see if it's working. And that's something that practices are becoming a lot better at doing, looking at their site from a customer's perspective instead of all the time, blood, sweat, equity that they've put into it. And because they've done that, they love it. They're, just, they're starting to be able to step back and look at their website. Is it actually strong enough? Is it old? Is it outdated? Do I need to update it? Do I need to do something different to bring it up to where people are expecting a website to be now? So those are, I think those are the two points that, that we're seeing practices really just take it into their own hands. And they're starting to be able to do that on their own and say, hey, this needs to change. I'm not happy with this. I need to spend more here and I need to get more return. Yeah, that's exciting. I love it. All right, Kelsey. Uh, where can people learn more about roadside dental marketing and a lot of the great work that you guys are doing? Well, obviously, you know, come to our website, roadsidedentalmarketing.com. Um, we've also very proud to be ADOM's official website designer. We love the opportunity to help all of ADOM's members and their practices continue to grow. So check out ADOM's website as well and let us know what you like, what you don't like. And if you'd like us to, you know, make any changes, of course, we're, we're open to always bettering ourselves, but of course, making things simple and successful for doctors as well. Yeah. And I say this to you every time and I mean it, I uh, quite often go to the ADOM website for a lot of different reasons, whether it be to, uh, you know, um, follow up on a lot of the ADOM radio episodes, things like that. And, and you guys have done such a great job. I mean, this fall session um, that is about to happen that they're getting ready to put on. I mean, I, I, the other day I had to go there, I had to find the agenda, bam, it was there, looked good, easy to get to. So you guys all do always do a great job. And, and, um, you know, just wanted to recognize that for, um, keeping things clean and easy and easy to understand. So, well, thank you very much. And I'll, I'll pass it along obviously to the rest of the team too. It, it's a team effort and we, we love what we do. Perfect. All right, Kelsey, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, John. You got it. See it. If you got all the way to the end of this ADOM radio podcast, thanks so much. I'm sure Kelsey and the team from Roadside Dental Marketing will truly appreciate your time and attention. A couple quick things. If you are new to ADOM radio, be sure to head out to 
iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, subscribe to the podcast. That way, each time we put out a new episode, it'll come automatically through to your listening device of choice. And some really exciting news in regards to the ADOM fall session. Be sure to get out to dentalmanagers.com. The ADOM team has put together a really exciting month-long uh, lineup of content speakers that have worked with ADOM for so long in, in a lot of different categories, finance, marketing, business management, all kinds of great information. So be sure to check out Fall Session over at dentalmanagers.com. That's dentalmanagers.com. And as always, thanks for listening to ADOM Radio and to your loyalty. We really appreciate it. Have a great day.